Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Keelan today for Sunday, October 22nd, and the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz, joined by good friend and co-host of Benton Booze and right over there, Patrick Kunzel. Patrick, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Howard. Doing well. Uh, can't talk about much. A lot of games yesterday, so kind of tired, but other than that, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a lot of people don't know. You're actually not only a big fan of football, you're actually referee of football as mainly a linesman. Is that correct? Yeah, on the line of scrimmage. Yep. Listen to the coaches in my ear all day. It's a, uh, it's a good time. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure you hear some language and a lot of very interesting strategy on the sidelines. Stop jumping off sides and all that nonsense. And then they get mad at you because, you know, they're just frustrated and they don't want to yell at their own kids too often. So they got to vent their frustration in another direction. So they blame the officials, right? Exactly right. They always take it out on us. Always. There you go. Um, can you feel the excitement, Patrick? Are you feeling it? We are two less than two weeks now from Breeders' Cup, and really more like a week and a half, you and I, young man, are going to be on different planes flying out, pretty long trip, all the way out to the West Coast. I hear the weather's going to be okay, just 80 and sunny all weekend for that week as of now. Tough life out there in California. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, with the weather on the East Coast, we've had seven straight weekends of rain. It's been incredible. So I'm hoping that continues so I can leave here and just be like, yeah, this is this is great. Yeah, may, may never come back home, actually, is, is, is the tentative plan, especially if things go well in the BCBC contest. But yes. that's a whole other conversation. Patrick, today we're going to be talking about the late pick five at Keeneland. And I touted it uh, on tw- uh, Axe Twitter. It's so annoying. But anyway, already this late pick five, and I know you studied hard last night and I looked at it a few days ago. This is like a Saturday late pick five. This late pick yeah. five is not only challenging, big fields, really good talent. I thought this late pick five is really exciting today. Yeah, yeah. And even the um, the maiden race is uh, came up very strong. Um, this is, yeah, this is, uh, this is an exciting sequence. For sure. Uh, betting a little football, betting a little horses. Absolutely. Let's get in uh, to the pick five right now, Patrick. And before we do that, wow, I forgot a lot of the administrative items. I'm so excited. First of all, follow me on Twitter. It's right there at H Kravitz. Patrick, you got to put that on your banner, man. We always forget to do that. What's your Twitter handle so people can follow you, Patrick? Just backspace my last name, Kunzel, and connect Patrick Kunzel, and that's it right there. All right, there you go. Patrick uh, is on uh, Axe, posts some stuff, especially about uh, sports and horse racing as well check that out of course you should everyone should subscribe on the youtube channel our we're close to 3k patrick we're getting up to 3k on the subscriptions this is really exciting also please smash i mean smash that like button eight come on people we only have eight likes right now it'll increase and also hit that notification bell because talk about new content patrick we've been touting it i'm not going to show it the screen right now are we have 12 live shows, some taped shows, over 15 hours of coverage of the Breeders' Cup, and it starts this Tuesday night with a fantastic interview with Cody Dorman himself, the young man of Cody's Wish fame and his whole family, Patrick. It's Tuesday night, 
Eastern. Uh, myself and Paul Hammer are going to be interviewing the family. We've got Davy Lane coming on for for the international entries. We have just previews, BCBC contest content. Go to our channel, Patrick. If you want any information about the Breeders' Cup from any angle, this is the channel to, to do it. Yeah, definitely. And kicking it off with Cody uh, Dorman is going to be great. I mean, we all know the story, but it's just being able to experience, you know, even Whitney weekend and stuff like that. It's just memorable stuff that, you know, we'll never get back. He's it's just awesome. So it's I think it's great that you got him on and we're having him on to kick off Breeders' Cup shows. Yeah, and Patrick, as, as now you're officially part of the BCBC crew and the Saratoga crew, you had the rare opportunity to actually meet the family in person and sit down and talk to them. Just the whole family's great. I don't know if you know this, Cody's turning 18 years old, believe it or not, in wow. December. And his sister, Kylie, who, of course, you met also, yeah. uh, just had her 10th birthday. She's now the double digits. So a lot of exciting things going on with the Dorman family. Before we get into the pick five, let's see who's here. Phil Conti, good morning. <laughs> Michael Austin, good morning from Santa Anita. Boy, am I jealous, Michael. I hear the weather's great out there. Michael, you're on our email list, by the way, also. Terry Frank from St. Louis, good morning, everyone. Howard, nice to see you on Capital OTB. Yes, I just did a short interview with Seth Merrow on Capital OTB. You guys can check that out as a replay as well, touting the uh, Cody interview and a few other things. Appreciate Seth Merrill has always been a big supporter of this show. We really appreciate that. We got Bedries here, Patrick. Morning, guys. How are you doing? Uh, let's see here. We got uh, oh, Russell Axelrod. First time watching in, live instead of listening. How am I going to focus on picks with you dashing Jeff? Well, I don't know about me. This guy over here, you know, he's the, he's the young pup. But uh, appreciate that, Russ. Thank you for watching live. Greatly appreciate that. Who's now? No, yo, no, Adrian. What's up? How you doing, Matt? And we have Joseph Alalazan. Good morning, Howard and Patrick. What's up, Joseph? All right, they're waiting, Patrick. Let's get right to it. All right, late pick five. We've already talked about it. It's really good. Let me go and bring up the uh, screen right there. Let me take off this banner. Always a few things to press here behind the scenes. This first race, Patrick. Wow. <laughs> This first race, you know, let me let me just put this on. I, I sometimes I say like a, a race is a war with things going on throughout the world right now. I just can't use that analogy because there's some really shitty things going on about mm-hmm. this about this world that we live in. But this is a very difficult race for sure. And it's my favorite kind of race, of course. It's a turf sprint. And five and a half furlongs. I'm being sarcastic. I'll tell you why yet specifically. This is for the girls. It's a big field of 11. With the, uh, There's actually scratches are in, which is good to know. Oh, yeah, that's good. Hey, when we hear about scratches, please uh, tell me. But uh, it looks like scratches are in, which is good to know. The four is out, and the 11, who actually I thought was interesting, is out. So it's now a field of nine. And the morning line favorite is the number nine. Going good for Cox and Gap Leone. Here come our picks on the bottom of the screen. Obviously, I'm going to change my picks a little bit. Patrick, you are going with the one. Now, what's interesting about this? Look at this, everyone. This is what this race is. Sorry about that. Patrick's got one, six, two. I have eight, nine, 11. We are completely different. Neither one of us has either one in the top three. That's how difficult this race is. And Patrick, I think it's great that you're giving these your picks because people can make a decision. I sort of like where Patrick's going. I like where Howard's going. 
gives people an option. You're going with the one from the rail, Top Gun Girl for Wesley Ward, who's been awesome at this meet, as usual, and Johnny V. Yeah, he's like you said, it's been awesome. Also, you know, I looked back at the um, the Belmont race on the 16th of June. Horse was on the rail. Um, you know, that was a really fast pace. Horse sat off uh, with Johnny V. I, I was really impressed with that one. That was a tougher field. Um, and then they go to Saratoga. And, you know, we know the rain there was really bad over the weekend. So I, I think they tried to dodge it. Um, and the horse ran decent on the uh, dirt. Um not much excuse coming out of that, but has been working well here uh, for top flight connections. Um, and, you know, I would like you to get your opinion on the pace in this race. Um, you know, but I, I think that top one girl is going to be right there on the lead, especially being on the rail. Here's why I don't like Top Gun Girl, and I respect your pick. Obviously, there is a ridiculous amount of early speed, and I'm going to mm-hmm. quickly go through it. I want to look at this number right here. As I go through these races, look at this early time form number that you're going to see in the top left-hand corner. Okay, Anything over 100, Patrick, is someone that likes to be forward. Anything that's over 110 is like they have to be on the lead. Okay, Takun Girl, 125. Karimba, 115. <laughs> All that magic. 116. Whiskey and Rye is out, I believe, right? Okay. Current Climate, 101. Okay. Marissa's Lady, 109. Miner's Queen, 109. Going Good, 105. I mean, and Lady Goldstart is actually out. It's completely ridiculous. And now that I say that, Patrick, you know what's going to happen. Someone's going to wire the field, as usual. Because yesterday, Patrick, oof, I was alive with some nice pick fives yesterday. And the horses I liked finished second and third, and I lost to the longest shot of the board, 45-1, to who wired the field, and I lost my pick five. That's the way it goes. I have a hard time believing someone on the lead is going to win this race, and I just think Top Gun Girls can get pressured from just everywhere. So I'm a little bit against the speeds, but I'm going to use them as backups. I'm going with the eight. Now, look, uh, Caravan Durada. Might be too far back, Patrick. That's my concern. But she ran really well April 15th, and I was there this day. Uh, this was the Giants Causeway, won by a horse called Twilight Gleaming. She was 87 to 1. Obviously, she was a long shot. She was only a length and a half back, Patrick. She ran a huge race, and she's followed that up with a bunch of nice races, although they were two turns. So Talmo is going to just take back, make one big run. I guarantee you one thing, Patrick. This horse will be flying late. And if if there's a pace meltdown and if she gets the right trip, I think she's inching at a price. And I would definitely use her, Patrick, in all spots in the try. Reverse key try. She probably has a better chance of finishing second or third than first. I'm going with this horse. I just see a pace meltdown, Patrick. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, it always is the trip in these turf sprints, as you well know. I mean, your horse that you had that ran a couple weeks ago, Shards, I mean, yeah. trip right um and this is kind of one of those same races so i um uh you know i i, I had the strong pick I, I just i just kind of worry about the trip in this spot and that's why yeah. um i with the six uh marissa's lady i'm kind of taking a shot um you know i, I don't know what it is I, I don't have numbers to back this up at all but um, horses coming off the tapita recently that I've picked that have switched from the tapita to the uh, to the turf. They say it's kind of similar. I, I've kind of um, done pretty well, and I, this horse has faced much tougher. So I'm just wondering, you know, 
um, in this spot, you know, if this horse is not going to be, I don't think this horse is going to get the lead. So if this horse can rate, um, I think this horse could be there, uh, you know, closing. I'm chuckling with sarcasm because that horse yesterday, Patrick, in the last race mm-hmm. at Keeneland who beat me, guess what? That was a Tapito horse. The horse had never been on, on turf and just completely freaked and ran yeah. like 15 points better on turf. So I'm glad you brought up Marissa's lady. Look, I am not going to, it's a turf sprint. Anything could happen. That was proof of that. And this horse has faced some really nice horses. Matt Araya, Echo Zulu. I mean, wow. So yeah. I've, I've got, I literally, um, I've a weighted all button, Patrick, almost. Yeah. I'm literally using almost every horse, but at different weights with my ABC, because I just thought this race was really difficult. We, real quick, Patrick, talk about the two who I've now moved up to third, who ran a hole in the wind at Churchill with a 103 buyer. I mean, if she can repeat that, she's a major threat also. Yeah, she ran these uh, those horses off off their feet in this one that spot. Um, no I, I just the thing that kind of concerns me if this seems like a one way type of horse, and you know, with Ward on the inside, who I think actually might clear, um, I, I just don't see this horse getting the lead at all, and that that concerns me in this spot. I agree, Siggy Mendoza. Prognosticos Estragias and more from Siggy. Appreciate it, Siggy. Big fan of the show. We love our Latin American viewers, of course. Michael Osen sort of griefs to you, Patrick, and I have mad respect for Michael. He's only going 1-9. We didn't even talk about the 9, so let me show the 9 real quick, and then we're going to move on, because the 9 is my second choice. I think of all the speeds, Patrick, I think it's my favorite one going good. I mean, she's 7-2. It's not exactly being creative. But what I like about this gal, Patrick, is she can sit a little, right? And she seems she'll mm-hmm. get a great trip here. In theory, she's going to break well. She's just going to look uh, – Tyler's going to look to his left and sort of read it. And if, if there's a ton of speed, he can sort of maybe sit just off it. If the speed doesn't quite develop, he can be, like, right there. So I definitely prefer outside posts in this situation with all the speed. Uh, it, it, this is a very difficult race to start the pick five, Patrick. How many deep would you recommend people go? There's nine in this race. I, I would say six or seven. I, I could only make a case for maybe leaving two off. Wow. Yeah. I've got, uh, is, let me go ahead and put us back on screen. I have, and I gotta look at my notes. Well, with I have nine. Man. I have nine right now, but one was the eleven. And what was the other scratch? The four, the, right? The four, yeah. I so do like <laughs> I, do I could go of, all eight of the nine. I mean, that's stupid. But yeah, I, mean, I could go all with those. Like I said, scratches. it's basically weighted all button. I mean, mm-hmm. the break and everything else. This is just a very, very difficult race. All right, yeah. let's get to the next race. Race. By the way, the pick five today at Keeneland starts at three oh eight Eastern time. Let's go to the next race. Race six. I go ahead and bring that up on the screen and let's take our banner off and go to a new banner in a moment. This is an allowance race mile to 16th. It's a field of seven for the boys, a real nice race, despite the small field, the more line favorites, number four leading contender for Chad and Flavian. Let's see where we're going in this race, Patrick. Well, we're going different again. We're going different again. I've got a sort of, I think a sneaky and I hope in good opinion, in this race. So Patrick is going to go with the seven who is scratched. Yep. Is looks scratched? Like, Yes, it is. Just, oh just saw that. Okay. Wow. The seven is scratched. That's a major, major scratch in this race. And again, we'll have to change our picks on the fly. Okay. Well, leading contenders can be a huge favorite now 
the four. Patrick, you were going with the seven. I'll tell you what, let's do this. So we, let, let me bring up the, the the field real quick, which might help you make your decisions in this race or change your opinions. I'm going to take the banner off the screen here. It's a small field. You got Moreau on the inside, who was my top pick. Grand Aspen, Turf to Dirt. You got Redeemer, the number three. Uh, leading contender, there you go. Escapeologist and Seeking Unity. So now, Patrick, what the deal is, it was Black Rain, who we can't tell uh, on the picture here, was not only a major factor, it was the main speed. And now this makes the pace situation very murky. I Maybe Moreau is just going to send from the inside of Johnny V. At least it looks that way. What, what's your thought now? Who's going to have the lead here, Patrick? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's what my opinion was with uh, Black Rain, you know, moving forward off that, um, you know, on debut at Saratoga. Um, Horse didn't run much and then was just last out at Belmont at the Big A, was just in hand with IRAD. Um, and I was really impressed with that performance. So the question that you asked, I agree with you. The inside Moreau um, looks to be the speed of the speed. Um, Do you know why you changed your picks, Patrick? You're seven four two. I know I'm putting it on the spot here. I just yeah. switched mine um, off screen. You'll see in a minute. Would you go four two something now? I would go four two one. Correct. Four two one. Let me change that right now, and I'll put it up on screen. All right, go ahead and talk about this race. You're going to go with a leading contender who will be uh, three to five in this spot. Yeah, three to five. And to be quite honest, you know, if I'm betting this pick five sequence, this might be my single. Um, I just, this horse just seems like the class in this spot. Um, You know, we've talked about Chad Brown horses, um, you know, training at Monmouth, you know, breaking their maiden at Monmouth, and then he, puts him up into, I, I hate to put it like this, but the bigger leagues in bigger races like this. And I think this is the type of horse, um, you know, I'm not sure I had much of an excuse last time at the end of the meet in Saratoga, but um, going a mile and an eighth, the horse faced film star who's pretty tough. And um, yeah, this, I think this horse is going to be tough. So the one is leading contender and there's really not <clears throat> much to watch here, but I, what I want to point out is this, horse got a absolutely perfect trip now he's probably going to get a good trip again today and maybe he's just going to win we don't need to watch the whole race because film star just wires the field here and then you see leading contender on the inside i mean he's there the whole time literally the whole time you see him there and he he tipped out and he couldn't really challenge film star but film star is really good here's my point and i'll just stop it right there i think we all get the idea my point is, and why I was against a leading contender a bit, is like he can't run any better than that. Now, that was only his third lifetime start, so he could very well improve again. But based on that trip, Patrick, I mean, it can't get any better. He was just on the inside sitting there. And so I was a little bit against him because of that. I don't know if I like the one more or less coincidentally with the seven out, because now the one, I'm not getting five to one now, Patrick. Now I'm getting five to two. I mean, what he's, I think Moreau is going to be a clear second choice. But what I like about this one is complete toss out the turf. Okay, this is not a turf horse. I'm not sure why uh, McKeever put this horse on turf. Two back at Ellis. This was a really good field. Tappet's Conquest is a very nice horse. You see Magic Tap is a really good horse. You see Magic Tap there was in the Penn Derby. I mean, that was a serious allowance race. And I thought Moreau ran very well just to lose by five. And he was improving on dirt. 
They've given him time since, and I think Johnny Beach is going to send, right, Patrick? I mean, he could sit, but now there's not a lot of speed unless Corrales on the Pletcher horse, the number two, goes. I guess the two could go, but we don't really know what's going to happen on dirt. Either way, either the one's going to sit off the two, Patrick, or he's going to take the lead. I think Moreau is very, very live in this spot. Um, I think it's it, it's pretty much one or four in this race, right? One or four, I agree. And um, if this makes sense, I think the two could be the key to the race. Like, you know, you hit on um, if the two decides to go, uh, because if the two does decide to go, um, you know, that puts the one in a tricky spot and could, you know, just give leading contender the um, the right trip that it needs. Um, but, you know, I feel like we might be making too much of this race. But, you know, then again, leading contender that last race against Filmstar does, um, you know, scare me a little bit with the fact that the horse had the trip. I don't understand why the horse couldn't pass if it's, you know, well, three to five shot. Really good, Patrick. Filmstar is like a stake horse. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, 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 I want to be careful what I'm suggesting there. I'm not saying leading contender is not a real nice horse. Mm-hmm. I'm just simply saying, Patrick, that he got a dream trip. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Now, he could get a real good trip again. I think Moreau, and who's a three-year-old, and Lean Contender, who's a four-year-old, I think both these horses have chances next year to make some noise in the handicap division, Patrick, because as you know, the older horses just aren't that good right now. Of course, you're going to have three-year-olds turning four. But look out for these two horses, and for me, especially Moreau, if he can take another step forward. He's uh, by Spites on Ava Tappet. Mayor, by the way, Moreau for Eclipse Thoroughbred. Just remember that name, Patrick, going forward today, mm-hmm. next year. I think he's got a real shot. Last thing I'll say, you can't go too deep in your pick five. You, you just can't do it, in my opinion. I think you got to pick one, unless you're playing an ABC, Patrick. And I know you play more like Caveman tickets, I think, similar to Noah uh, Maher also. Correct, yeah. This would be, for with my the Cavemans that I like to do, I would be singling the four. Okay, so single the four. I wouldn't single the one. I'm going to do a weighted ABC. I'm probably going to go 1A, 4B, and that's it. Let's see. We got here. Um, Jeffrey Wilson's in the chat. Just reading here. Um, let's see. Uh, Sorry, I'm just looking at that. Robbie Courtney's here. Robbie Courtney. Moreau will go wire to wire. I hope so, Robbie. I, I'm disappointed that Black Rain is out because I was trying to beat him too. Uh, but that's okay. Tom Espinosa from San Francisco, Patrick, is here. Um, we got this is a person I've not seen. Alonzo Mosley. What's up, Alonzo? Thanks for joining the show, man. Appreciate it. McPeak horses underneath, or he may blow up the pick five here. Whoa. McPeak is the five. Is that the five in this race? Let me look here. Yeah, the yeah. five. Escapeologist, who is uh in pretty good form too. He's running 85 and 87. Although Leperu is ice cold, 0 for 30, ouch, at Keeneland. But uh, this would be a price that would absolutely blow up the sequence. I, I wouldn't say he's completely impossible, in, in my opinion, Patrick. I don't know. I mean, maybe underneath, I would assume. Yeah, un- underneath for me. I I just don't I don't think <laughs> the five is better than the four or the one, to be quite honest. No. All right, let's go on to the next race. This is the only grade stake in the sequence. Let me bring it up on screen. <clears throat> Right now, this is the Root and Riddle Dowager Stakes, grade three. They're going a mile and a half. The rail is 20 feet out. So, again, speed might play a little bit better. We'll see. It's a field of, let's see, seven, as there's two scratches. The Moyline favorite, and will absolutely be the favorite in this race, is 
the number three, Vergara, as in Sophie <laughs> Vergara, one of my favorite, uh, Sophia Vergara, excuse me, fantastic actress on one of my uh, former favorite shows, uh, Modern Family. Anyway, uh, she's going to be the favorite, nine to five with motion. Let's go ahead and bring up with our picks right here. Patrick, you sly devil, you. Look at that screen, Patrick. You wow. sly fox. We are both. Wow. We are both going with a little bit of a cheeky, sneaky, middling price slash long shot. Not only that, Patrick, we have the same three horses, young man, but we've got the same one on top. And I hope great minds are thinking alike here. Not only do I like the six on the tip sheet on our power picks tip sheet. I just tipped this horse out for everyone to hear on Seth Miro's show as well. The number six, Romagna Mia, a British bred for Graham Motion, who's got two in here, Vergara and Romagna Mia. Hmm. The other motion. Have we heard the other Chad and the other Baffert and whatever? Maybe that's a reason for you. Maybe not. I don't know. Six to one morning line. Talk about this horse, Patrick. Yeah, she, you know, runs in the uh, Beverly Dia Colonial. Um, you know, that race, out that's a tough race. You know, facing Fev Rover, uh, Gino Romantica, who came back and won that race where, while you guys were at Keeneland, I believe. Um, yes. And, and I just think this horse is going to sit a perfect trip. It's going to, you know, is going to stalk this pace. And, you know, I think might have needed to start in the States first off. I mean, that's a pretty tough spot to jump right in into yep. a race in the States and, you know, gets Johnny V aboard who was on obviously the horse in the Beverly D um, has been, you know, seems to be working well. I, I think this horse is ready to um, perform at a big stage. And I do not think we get six to one, to be quite honest. With the scratches, you probably don't get six to one. I'm going to echo many things you said. Fever over, by the way, I'm assuming he's going to the Breeders' Cup Philly Mirror Turf. She's a really nice horse. We can't show the replay because it's colonial and it's CDI and don't get me started or else I'll have to call Paul, Paul Halloran and have him go on a rant for five minutes about it. <laughs> um, these Euros, Patrick, as you well know, usually like to be covered up. Okay. It's like race car. It's like NASCAR um, or Formula One. They don't want to be on the outside by themselves. They prefer to be in behind horses drafting. Romagna Mia was not that. It was a ridiculously slow pace. She got caught like in the three, four path all the way around the track and she didn't run great. She lost by five, but she got an 88 buyer. If you look back, she was graded stakes. She was a group of stakes uh, in France and she ran okay, but she was against tougher horses for sure. She was also in Italy, which is a little bit of a lower class, but she's a nice horse running numbers that are almost good enough to win this race. And she was six to one last time team valor this ownership patrick they're not stupid if they don't think she's capable of running this spot they wouldn't do it here's my concern there's absolutely no way that the six is going to go after the three early because they're both grand motion right patrick so the question is vergara certainly has a pace advantage on paper we need someone to go after this horse and i don't know who it's going to be that's a little bit of a problem it's not going to be the five um it's probably not going to be the seven maybe it's the eight lovely princess is a horse that scratched out of the race yesterday that i liked patrick and is now in this spot maybe the eight goes a little bit but brian hernandez isn't usually that kind of guy or maybe transient goes that's my only problem is that regard looks loose as loose can be and will probably win this race but somehow we need some to go after the three or maybe just the six to run much better 
than she did last time. But Vergara, Patrick, is not Fev Rover. So how much better does the six really have to be in this race to compete with Vergara? Not much, in my opinion. Uh, I agree 100%. And, you know, in a race, um, you know, I kind of, I'll pose this as a question to you. In a race, you know, that's a, a mile and a half, um, you know, pace, you know, do you like to take into account the pace in a race that's this long? Or are you kind of just the best horse usually wins in a race like this? No, I, I think you have to look at, look at pace. There's a horse, a horse called Parnak. You know that horse? Oh, who, ups, who beat McCulloch and mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember who's in that race, but it was ridiculous. I mean, usually in the longer the race is, actually the better chance that they wire the field because they really go slow. Yeah. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I absolutely looked the pace for sure. I'm just hoping somehow that the six is better. There's one other thing I want to point out and then we're going to move on. The turf yesterday, especially in the first turf race at Keeneland, was much softer than it's been. They were like kicking up quads of of turf. They got a decent amount of rain Thursday night and Friday morning in Lexington, Patrick. Now, it's sunny. It's going to be firmer today than it was yesterday, but it's not going to be firm. And the reason I bring it up is I think Vergara would prefer it to be firm. I mean, if you look at it, her one bad race was yielding with a 77, and it's not going to be yielding. And it's probably going to be listed as firm. But it's not going to be like rock hard or anything. Meanwhile, I think Romagna Mia would prefer a little give in the ground because she ran soft and, you know, good to soft, et cetera, in France. So the more given the ground, I think that more of that helps the six, Patrick. If this race was yesterday, I'd even like the six even more based on how the ground would suit the six. Vergara is obviously horse to beat. I would play a weighted exacta box here, three, six, six, three all day, Patrick. I don't like the nine, but real quickly, why don't we talk about transit? Cause you have this horse in second. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, I just, I didn't know where to go to be quite honest. And I felt that, you know, this horse could be a little tactical. Um, you know, I looked three back, um, at Gulfstream and that horse, you know, they tried to go, uh, wire to wire and couldn't do it at this distance, but you know, has, has faced uh, Vigara in in uh, you know last out at Kentucky Downs, and I, I I sometimes like to just toss those races. So I think this horse can translate back to um, the mile and a half races at uh, Gulfstream could uh, fit in a spot like this. Yeah, I don't know why I don't love Transit. I mean, he ran really. She ran. Well, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Hold on. She ran really well last time and almost beat Vergara. I think she would prefer it firm also. I'm slightly mm-hmm. concerned about the turf surface itself, but I think it's either one of these three can win. Vergara's going to be a much lower price. Trish Smith is here. Great job on the Keelan Morning Shows. Thanks. Trish Smith actually lives in Lexington, uh, Patrick, and I've had the chance to meet her, uh, I think twice, actually, uh, at, at Keelan. So, um big fan of the show and she's very good in $2 mythical contest plays by the way as well. So uh, thanks for joining the show, Trish. Uh, It's going to be interesting race and it's, we think it's mainly a three horse race. Let's go to the next race. And as I switch over, let's go to race eight. This is the penultimate leg of the pick five and Patrick, we, we, there was a baby that ran at Santa Anita yesterday named Nisos who got a 96 buyer and run in 108 and four fits. And there was two Bafferts. There are actually three Bafferts in that race. He, uh, he was the other, other Baffert went off at six to one. 
I actually liked him uh, and was absolutely a monster. Maybe there's me a monster here because this next race is a extremely strong two-year-old race. And unusually, Patrick, at this time of year, late October, they're almost all first-time starters. It is a field of, well, we got some, the all-eligibles are out. Are they all out? I'm refreshing here. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. I'm refreshing just because I didn't think they'd all be out based on the fact that there is a scratch. But what what did I just do? Oh, we got to scroll down. Uh, give me one second. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Yep. 13, 14, 15, 16 are out. Phantom Speed, the rail horse, is out. So it's a field of... 11 and the it's a look at the morning lines i mean it's crazy the morning line favorite is the number seven ethan energy cox and drew patrick perhaps you have some ideas based on the works and the stats and the breeding you have to really deep dive here it's the kind of race patrick where i used to hate these kind of races when i saw them in the past performances when i was younger and i didn't know as much now i sort of look forward to these races here's our picks on the bottom of the screen you're going 11 4 7. You're going to go with Agu for Beckman and Declan Cannon, who lost the whip late in the stretch last time at Churchill. How do I know that other than the short comments? Because I bet the damn thing was really pissed. But you're going with Agu, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Agu. Uh, you know, I usually actually don't do this. I, I like betting first time starters um, most of the time, especially when I think it's, you know, a pretty loaded race. Um, but I thought Agu ran well on debut. Um, you know, like you said, lost the whip. The horse has been working incredible. You know, has been getting bullet works. Um, and I just think the horse has shown a lot of talent. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the first-time starters need a race and stuff like that. Uh, but in a loaded race like this, um, I'm going to go with a horse that's, you know, coming back, um, you know, a, a little more than a month later. Um, and that Churchill race was actually pretty strong. So I, I think Agu is going to run, uh, take another step forward today in a spot where could be facing some tough, tough competition. Patrick, there's two horses. You see them in italics here. There's two horses come out of that race that have come back and won, including the winner stretch ride from that race who came back and won by five mm -hmm. here at Keeneland with an 86 buyer just last weekend. So Obviously, Agu faced some nice horses. You look at the buyer. Andy's Candy, the other one that won, improved his buyer points, eight points. And I want to point out something very astute. Uh, Patrick does a great job on Ben Boozen, as is Noah Maher and Kyle Roscoe and Charlie Freeman, all of our younger guys on Ben and Boozen. There was a horse yesterday, Patrick, that Noah liked in a similar spot, the nine horse. I can't remember the name. I think it was race three or four, who was one of the few horses in the race with experience. Sure enough, that horse barely beat some very well-meant horses, including a horse named Denim and Pearls, I think was the name of the horse for Cox, the eight. My point is that experience matters a lot. And the fact that Agu has experience and how do you feel about the far pre-fire outside posts? Does that bother you at all? Or are you do you actually like that? Um, I actually do like it. Um, I, I think the horse, you know, will only have one to the outside. Um, so, so I think could sit the tr you know sit a trip in this spot. Probably more forwardly place. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't knock it at all. No, I actually like it to be honest. I I prefer to be outside in a dirt sprint in general. 
especially with a lot of first-time starters. Again, Declan Cannon can break Patrick, look to his left, and make a decision, right? Now, look, I don't I don't like the two as much now, legalized, because now legalized has the rail. And the mm-hmm. rail is just – if if you don't break, it can be a serious problem. But legalized, Patrick, has got a lot of things I like. $500,000 buy uh, by constitution out of an unbridled song mare, Elise Marie. This horse has been working very well for Shri DeVoe. He's got an aggressive rider in Louis Saez. And take a look at the breeding here. Uh, Alez Marie was actually a Brazilian horse, but was very good in Brazil and was staked. But most importantly, Patrick, take a look at this. This is very helpful, especially for people that don't have uh, DRF, a time form, or excuse me, not time form, the DRF formulator. Four out of the six siblings out of this dam, Patrick, have won. And look at the first-time starters. Two of the five won first out. Who were some of the siblings of the dam? How about Fawet, who has won over 300000 for Linda, by the way. Um, might still be running, I'm not sure, but a New York horse, mainly. Very nice mare. Won over $300,000, mainly sprinting. Workaholic won $145,000. Tomato Bill won $152,000. And a lot of these horses were dirt sprinters. Even a horse like more than Ready Eddie, who only won eighty grand, but but this horse was you know fairly fast, although not nearly as good. So here's my point, Patrick. And again, if you have this kind of information with Dira Formula, you got to take a look at it. It's it's Devoe, it's Saez. This horse has the rail. He uh, he's bred to be pretty quick, even though Constitution himself was not real quick, more long distance. I have a feeling this horse is going to be very live and come out firing. However, of course, you got to look at the board and see how things go. We don't really know. It is a guess. Last one I'll just talk about here is the seven. You've got the four, by the way, in the mix. Call protection for Chad. And I don't want to poo-poo, as Pete Visco would say, but the breeding to me is a little more uh, turfy. But it, it is Chad, and he's probably live also. This is one of the things, Patrick, I'd let the board tell for me. Exactly right. And that's, that's what, you know, you, you kind of taught me that one to watch the board, especially with these uh, maiden races. Um, And with this four, you know, I wonder why this horse, you know, wasn't, I kind of wonder why this horse wasn't running uh, in New York at all over the summer. And then at Belmont at the big A, but you know, I'm not going to, you know, fault chat at all. You know, he's been winning on, you know, all cylinders recently. So, um, and the horses, you know, seem to be working fine. but I'm just, like you said, going to revert back to watching the board with this horse. I have a feeling this is a prep for something else. But there are turf races there, too, for two-year-olds. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is strange. I'm not really sure what to make of the four. Good By Good Samaritan, I have an Uncle Mo mare. So, I mean, probably could take to the dirt. I mean, Chad's no dummy. Obviously, the horse can run. Ethan Energy is a horse for Cox that we both have in third. How about the 59-4 and four breezing? I mean... This is Stone Street. Usually with Stone Street stable, uh, stables, Patrick, this is the kind of ownership that usually Asperson trains, but this mm-hmm. one's trained by Cox, which is interesting. An Uncle Mo cult by a, out of a Harlan's Holiday mare has been working well. Again, we, we got to see what the board looks like. I'm sure this one's taking money. A hundred percent. This one's going to take a lot of money, like you said, with the connections in this spot. Um, and, and, you know, Brad Cox is incredible with uh two-year-olds and first-time starters so this horse is another one to watch yeah i mean of course 
we can't see the board before the pick five, Patrick. So <laughs> I'll just throw it out to you because people aren't going to see your pick five tickets or your opinions horizontally. Ballpark, how many do you use? You use the two, use the actually, do you have the two? You didn't have the two, sorry. I will use the 11. I'm assuming you're going to use your top three. Anyone else you would think about using or how how deep as much as your budget allows for people? Yeah, I'd go, I honestly, I'd go maybe five or six deep in this spot. I'm my my pick five ticket if I'm playing is going to be based around the four uh, leading contender um, in the. that what is that? That's the uh, six race. Um, yeah, second leg. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the, in the seventh, you know, with uh, Roman Yamia, uh, you know, those two, those two horses are going to be like key horses for me, and I'm going to try and you know spread around them. I, I think that's an excellent strategy for sure. And speaking of spreading, uh, it doesn't get a lot easier in this last race. Although, as you're about to see, Patrick, Uh-oh. there, that's my guy. There we go. We are both going with the same horse again. A single in the last. We're always good for one of those. Single in the well, last. Well, if you and I are playing a ticket together, my friend, and usually sometimes we do, today might be the day. Maybe a little single. I don't know about single leading contender. You and I might have a little discussion about that. But yeah, exactly. Singling in the five on the end, uh, who, by the way, will not lay over this field at all. And we are taking a little bit of a stab here for reasons we'll talk about. I'm going 5 3 10. Patrick's going 5 10 1 to end the pick five. And it is, of course, a turf sprint. Oh, yeah. Your favorite. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Turf sprint, five and a half furlongs. Really nice three-old fillies, though. There is uh, some scratches, as you can see right now. Scratch the 11, scratch the 13 through 16. That makes it a small field, chuckle, chuckle, of 11. And the morning line favorite is the number three, Queen of the Mud, an Irish bred for Motion and Pratt, who will not be running in the mud because she's going to be running on wonderful green grass. We are both both going with the five, just a care. Another Irish bred for George Arnold, Rusty Arnold, a very underrated local trainer in Kentucky who's been around a long time and does a great job, and Louis Saez. Just a care, Patrick. This is the one we need to close out the pick five. What do you like about her? Yes, uh, and expect her to be closing late, in my opinion. Um, you know, the thing that I like most is she just has been steadily improving every race. Um, and I, I personally believe had an excuse uh, last out at Keeneland. Just a horse that w- had trouble the entire way in the uh, in the limestone, which is a, which is a strong field. Um, and, you know, uh, Rusty Arnold, uh, a solid, solid trainer. And um, I just expect Just to Care to make it another improvement in a race where I look at the favorite three who, um, you know, had a huge uh, performance off um, the uh, debut. Um, and, you know, I, I just don't know how much I believe that buyer change. And the horse, you know, on debut was five to one and then goes up to ten to one. Um, it just seems like this horse isn't the speed of the speed and you know, there's faster horses in this spot and just to care who has been facing quality fields um, is going to be the right price um, in a, in a spot where should be, she should be closing late. Totally agree. I'm putting both of us on screens. I want to make a correction. Our, our viewers and listeners are awesome. I screwed up something, Mike. I do appreciate it. Uh, Mike Carmoli. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. It was such a close photo. Demon and Pearl's, Denim and Pearls, who's the 
a really good first-time starter that was in that race that I mentioned Noah liked the nine. The nine actually didn't win. It was it was an absolutely dead tight photo, and the first-time starter, the eight, actually did win, Diamond Pearls. Mike, thank you very much. That actually was better for me that the eight won anyway. But, Mike, you are correct. I guess my point is experience matters in a two-year-old race, and you have to be really special to win a, 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 a as a first-time starter. But, Mike, thank you for the correction, because you are correct. Diamond Pearls did win over Noah's nine horse uh, yesterday. Let me go back to our, our picks here. Just a care, I agree. Patrick, you hit all the important points. I hope there's enough speed in the race because I'm still having nightmares of yesterday's last race. Patrick, if you didn't watch it, go watch it. Not only that, the horse that finished second was eight to one morning line, was one of my best plays of the day on the power picks and lost by like half a length to a 45 to one shot. It was oh. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. You got to move on. Exactly. Right? Like football plays. Move on, son. Yes. Next play. Next play. All right. 24-hour rule. In and out. There Got you it. go. <laughs> well, it hasn't been 24 hours yet. So. <laughs> well, by the time the sequence starts, it might be. So, Good point. Um, I love the fact that Justicare has been given some time off. Won't the source improve, Patrick? I mean, we don't know. But she was running high 70s, low 80s in March and April of this year. And you'd have, you'd have to think after this break, she's going to be better. Now, why did she take the break? I don't know. I'm going to assume it's just that she's okay. And it was just sort of, they just wanted to give her a little time off. I don't know exactly the story, but she's working well. And it's Saez. And you mentioned there is other speed in the race and there needs to be because the three did run very well. But again, Patrick, this is important. Blue color coded figs there on the DR formulator, that was a slower pace. Mm -hmm. And she ran great. And I remember that race because it was a very difficult race and I spread. And Patrick, if you're wondering, how does Howard know about all these races? Because I'm a sicko and I play a lot of races. That's why. <laughs> but that was Oh, actually, I know. I, trust me. People know. That, that's what people love about me, though, right? Uh, exactly. exactly <laughs> that, right. that race was actually on, on a weekend, though, Patrick. And it was a pretty tough field. I believe that was a weekend. Now, that I, December 21st, was that a week? Uh, um, no, that was not a weekend. A Tuesday? Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> like I said, it's been a long week. That was a Thursday. Okay, it was a Thursday. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> the point is uh, that she got a slow pace. And there is other speed in the race, Patrick. And there needs to be speed because I think, like you said, the five is going to come from behind here. But I think the five is logical. And we might get that four to one. It's a big field. Let's talk about the ten real quick. Get twisted, Patrick. Did you see this price that she was, that she won at? She was 91 plus to one at Churchill. Talk about not believing, you know, a first time out. Look, obviously the horse can run. I, I can't put a horse like this on top. And I certainly, you got to put her in the mix out of respect. And she's working well again, but she's going to be, let's see, more than 10 times less the price. Yeah. And, you know, this, you know, you obviously have more experience than me with this, but, you know, I'd like to, like to know, I mean, you know, when a horse goes off at this price, you know, I look at Saratoga, for example, and a couple of those um, horses that won the, the grade ones uh, for two-year-olds who, you know, went off at insurmountable prices. And then they come back and run again, and obviously they're going to be lower priced. Um, and they're just maybe a better horse than, you know, what the betting public saw at first. I think this could be that case with the 10 uh, get twisted. Um, you know, I just think she that performance was really impressive for a two-year-old. Um, 
And, you know, maybe it's the connections and the trainer I don't know much about, but the horse is still working well, has been working um, on the tapita. And um, I think we're going to get every bit of six to one because I don't know if they're going to bet this horse um, that much, seeing that the horse was n- almost 92 to one. Jareth Loveberry can ride, by the way. People yep. are not familiar with Jareth Loveberry. Uh, he can ride. Um, he's a very talented jockey. Just want to throw the one in there, Proud Mary, who's got speed and the rail. Not the easiest spot, but Jonathan Thomas and Drew. That's a nice combination, Patrick, at a price. I mean, this wouldn't shock me either. I'm going to go pretty deep other than the five. Uh, yeah. You like the one a little bit also, right? Yeah, I do like the one a little bit. Um <laughs> The one had an excuse last time, in my opinion. Um, I think the horse likes um, five and a half, a little more than six and a half. Um, just, I just wonder if the horse has enough speed. I, Jonathan Thomas, I'm a big fan of the trainer on the turf, um, especially in turf sprints. He's incredible in those. So I'm going to give this horse a shot as an underneath play. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm mainly – five three in here but mainly the five and just take a chance i mean we're taking a horse pasture that's off a layoff and that's always a, a dicey proposition but if there's enough speed and if she's ready that's where you go now in terms of the pick five we don't show our tickets and we thank everyone we have a huge audience again uh for watching uh, the show by the way i didn't mention kyle roscoe in the chat good morning everyone playing to not leave the bed today oh boy oh jeez. Hoping to kick the sickness. What a life. Uh, no, uh, Kyle, I, I, no, uh, Patrick, I told Kyle yesterday, get rid of that shit because we don't need him bringing that to San Nita. And he's on the damn plane with me. So let's get rid of that in a week and a half. Kyle, hope you feel better. I don't know what's going on there in the, in the uh, northern parts of Wisconsin. But I know he said that uh, Emma, his uh, fiance, was a little bit sick also. So there's something going around there. But hopefully, uh, Kyle, you're going to feel better. Is it is it really that bad a day, Patrick, to be in your bed watching football and horse racing? I mean, there's worse things that you could have in your life than that, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when I get sick, especially in the fall, I, I, I try and plan on it being a Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday and get better on Monday. Well, you plan <laughs> your sickness. That's actually yes. very... Well, I think Kyle might say the same thing. He, he kind of planned this. In a, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Kyle, get better. Um, can't wait to see everybody in two weeks. Interesting. I usually plan my sickness on my test days, like my students. Just I'm giving a test. <laughs> Your students day. probably love that. <laughs> Actually, I want to be in school when I'm giving tests because those are easier days for me because I don't have to stand up and teach for like five hours. But the kids are always sick on test days. I mean, we ever sick on a test day, Patrick? Nah, you were a great student. Oh, you, never, you were always no, there, right? No, I never had that email lined up to the professor or teacher that I was going to be sick. Never. No. Uh, even though I haven't met your parents, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't allow that. Crap to happen, yeah, no, they so. were well aware. They were on oh, my yes. case. <laughs> they, 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 they knew that trick from maybe some of your older siblings you got. But anyway, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, Patrick, really appreciate. It. We got a lot lined up on this show. The next time we're gonna be live, folks, and I cannot wait for this, Patrick. I hope you're gonna be tuning in. Seven thirty Eastern Tuesday night. The Dorman family, including Cody Dorman and Cody is going to be answering questions live, Patrick, which I don't think he's ever done at any point on any podcast. So it's going to be so cool. We've got a lot of great shows coming up. Um, Please make sure. Let's do this right now. We have Breeders' Cup Power Picks. Let's end the show with this, Patrick. Breeders' Cup Power Picks tip sheet is now available to purchase. It's only – that's not a typo, by the way, Patrick. 20 bucks? 
for both days total. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's fantastic. I'm going to bring it up right now on the screen. There it is. All you do is you go to our uh, you go to our website and then you just click on the top there to uh, click here. And there's the information you can buy it right there. You can buy it all the way up until there it is. If you can see it on the screen, it's a little bit now you can't see it because I've got it covered up. You can buy it all the way up until Wednesday midnight Eastern. That's a week from Wednesday, excuse me, November first. So people have time, Patrick, but like, what are you waiting for? I mean, and you're gonna be part of the power picks as well, along with everyone else on the show, because we have a tremendous amount of content. Yeah, I would not wait. Um the Breeders' Cup, you know. It catches up with you quick when you get to that week, um, and then the weekend comes quick. I'll be covering the uh, sprint, so that'll be my race um, that I'll be um, helping out with the power picks on. And um, uh, you know, I, I just can't wait. It's just going to be so much fun. And being the first time that I'm going to be at the Breeders' Cup, you know, watching it from afar at home, the last couple of years, um, I, I can't even describe of like what what I could equate it to, you know, like in the sports world or something, just cause it, it's just, you know, everything all year builds up to what, like the Super Bowl, you know, every 30 minutes, like it's just incredible. And you've never been to a beer's cup, Patrick. So no. it's going to be the horse flesh, the people flesh. Yeah, exactly. It's Santa Anita. Wait till you see the San Gabriel mountains in the background behind the track. You've seen it on TV, but seeing it there in person, I literally, I think I told you this before. Yeah. The first time I was there well, it was in 2019, on opening day, uh, actually, actually three days after Christmas because they had some weather. Anyway, and I, there's actually a video of it. If you one of the very the very first video on this channel, you go way back. You can go to our YouTube channel and check it out, Patrick, if you haven't. It's about a minute and a half of me walking into the building and then walking out to the front side and seeing the mountains. It is just it is just a sight that th- there's very few in the world. So I'm very excited to. Uh, be uh, going to the Breeders' Cup. It's going to be awesome. And there's a chance, Patrick, there's a chance that I will have a horse that I have a piece of, ownership-wise, that is running in the Breeders' Cup. We're going to find out next Wednesday, shards maybe in the juvenile turf sprint. And I'll end the show with this, Patrick. I, I, I own pieces of several horses. This will probably never happen in my lifetime uh, because I'm just not going to be owning like 25 horses most likely. I have four horses, Patrick, four. They're all running on the same day next Thursday. Is that crazy? I'm looking at them right now. Splashy, Gemman 10, and Magistrate, all for Adelphi, two at Aqueduct, uh, one at Laurel, and then Copper Missile for Crownsway is running also next Thursday at Keeneland. So between Shards and the pre-entries Wednesday and then four of my horses running Thursday, that 48-hour stretch, Patrick, could be unbelievable or could be really shitty. We'll find out. So, so all right, then we just have to ask, is, yeah. are you getting a sick day on Thursday or are you – is this <laughs> – You know, I feel this, something – man. Is this going to be prime time in class I feel with something everybody watching? <laughs> oh, oh, wait. I feel oh. – <laughs> Actually, I will be at school, but Thursday is actually parent-teacher conferences day. Okay. So we actually don't have the students all day. I'm very excited, as always, to meet some of the parents. I think some of the students are going to come with. So, no, I will not be sick. I will absolutely be at school. But uh, it's not, like, all day, right? So it, it's by appointment. They can walk in. So if there are any parents out there watching, please do not come in my room at 1135. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> 
we, we, I'd love to see all the parents. But uh, if if I'm not busy, you're damn right. I'll be watching my horses from school on the phone for sure. Patrick's been great. Really appreciate. It. I know you got to go get the dog now from from being groomed or whatever wherever he is. Uh, but appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for my co-host Patrick Kunzel. This has been Howard Kravitz. It's been Keeneland today for Sunday, October. 22nd. Patrick, we've never done this before. Should we say it together? On the count of, of three. Course. One, two, three. Crush Crush your bets at Keelan. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Racing podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country.